Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Welcome to starting a counseling practice podcast where we bring in amazing clinicians from around the world to share their stories of starting a counseling practice. This week, we're focusing in on building your website, all the nitty gritty fun things that could go into that. And we have an amazing, successful group practice owner, um, Tiffany Spielove, here with us today to share some of the back end wins and amazing moments and the frustrating things and the recommendations she would make about, you know, what she would change and what she would do differently and what she did right. Um, so that when you build your website, you can have a little bit more fun and more success, a little bit more ease in starting your counseling practice. Podcast, welcome, Tiffany. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're here too. So do you want to start by sharing um, where you're located and your website address and a little bit about your practice today? Sure. Um, my practice is located, we have two locations. One is in Center City, Philadelphia, and the other is in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, which is about half an hour, 40 minutes from Philadelphia in the suburbs. Awesome. Um my website address is tiffanyspillove.com. And uh, what was the other question? <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, spillove is S P I L O V I. I'm sorry, the beginning. Yeah. Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany with a Y, T I F F A N Y, spillove, S P I L O V E.com. And tell us about what your group practice looks like today. Um, we have about 17 clinicians uh, that work in the practice. Um, we're currently in a, a search and hiring process for a practice manager. Um, and one of our clinicians is a, a nutritionist. And um, we have a movement specialist. And we are all specialists in our own niches. Um, and our umbrella is... Uh, we focus on trauma. So then the different niches within the trauma umbrella is what is our specialty. Fantastic. And when did you first realize that you needed to build a website when you were starting your counseling practice? When I was in business school boot camp with you <laughs> in 2016, um, I took the plunge. I had a website. It was through a different platform and it was like kind of pretty, but I didn't know what to write on it. And I had mm. some like random pictures of lights and humans laying down or something. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I didn't really understand what the point of a website was exactly. Mm. And so I you, so you had a website. So tell me about that part. When you first before, before business school, right? And you just were like starting, you're like, okay, someone told you, what, what was the first thing that you heard about a website that made you go and start this first iteration? I don't know if I heard anything. I just figured that I should probably have a website because I don't know, like people have websites and I thought maybe somebody would like stumble upon it and like want to do therapy with me. Like okay. that was my big thought. So I was like, okay, like I need somewhere for them to find. 
Yeah. It's really psychology today, right? Because there's websites attached to the psychology today profiles. Ah. And so I was like, okay. But then I remember like trying to build it and it was complicated and I didn't really understand how. And and then I was like, well, what words do I use? Like, what am I trying to communicate and who am I even talking to? So I, I don't know what, I don't remember what I wrote on there, but. Well, you probably wrote what everyone wrote, right? Like. I think a lot of people, even when they go through psychology today, they end up with like therapy sites or some other like place and either they take whatever is the content that's put in there, like, hey, I'm a solution-based um, welcoming therapist that will, you know, strength-based, blah, 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 cognitive behavioral, like we start just throwing out jargon or we just say, welcome, I work with everybody and anyone. And like, yeah. here are some pictures of stack rocks. And like, yes. here we go. It was option B. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm more psychodynamic. So like my language was really diffuse. And I was oh. just like, I can see underneath your soul or something. Like, Ooh. I don't know. What <laughs> I can see underneath your soul. And the person gets there and there's some light shining. And yeah. you're like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it was that vibe. <laughs> And then we got into business school and we're like, tell us about like what your ideal client is experiencing. And you're like, ideal what? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. There was that. I mean, business school, like, but I, I took to it like a duck to water. I really mm. liked having people like, I liked having you guys tell me exactly what to do and how to do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so even like, I remember like sitting there with ATP sheets, just writing out all the things, like all the different lines. And then like, I even cut them out with scissors and I would like rearrange them like magnets to see what made the most sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that. So yeah. would you say ATP, we have a, um, a system of like questions that we take people through and like a process of the authentic transformation proposition, which is kind of that idea of like people are coming to you in pain how do you speak to them in that moment and then move them through the process? It's sort of like, what is the intervention? When we, when we have a client that comes into us face-to-face, we kind of, maybe at the beginning, we don't know, but at a certain point, we know, we know intuitively, oh, I can see that the pain that they're in, here's what they're needing right now. They're needing some grounding. They need some, um, they, they need some sense of humor. Maybe this person needs a little levity. Maybe this person needs a little break. Maybe they need to get into their body in a different way. Maybe they need some data information to get them kind of out of the space, you know, whatever it is. And we kind of like, and we watch their reactions and that lets us know, are we going in the right direction? And then hopefully by the end of even the first session, like the person's not, you know, fixed or perfect, but maybe they're leaving in a better state than when they came in or they have a sense of, like, okay, there's a plan. I know what's next. I know what my options are. And so I think for us, the ATP or, or what a great website should do, it should be this little mini intervention. It's not therapy. It's not the same. But could we take somebody who we kind of know after a while, like, what what is this like pain that people are in? And can we take them where by the end, they have a little bit more information they feel grounded and they understand what their options are. Right. Right. Can we do that? That same thing. Yeah. Um, and do they this... feel seen? That was, I think, <sighs> the biggest part. Right. Yeah. Like you get them as a therapist. Yeah. What What changed in terms of when you started to 
create that other languaging when you dove deep into making sure that your potential clients felt seen how did that impact um your connection with clients when they called you on the phone I mean, it, it, it changed everything. Like, I got to tell you, because this is like the fun. So I, you, like your video, Miranda, of the webs of like b- website building, I sat mm-hmm. there with it and I would like pause and then do what you said and then put it play again and then did what you said. And like, that's how I built the website that there is now, like the bones of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened was it took a little while for um everything to sort of like percolate and marinate and I would say like four months it took for me Mm -hmm. um and then the phone just started ringing Mm -hmm. and when it was ringing I was not getting people like with some random thing that I didn't know how to treat I was getting people saying like um your website really spoke to me or like I really liked what you wrote about like at the time I was really doing a lot of eating disorder work so like mm-hmm. I really related to what you were talking about with like body image and I can't stop purging or whatever it was and like I had written about that so like they were receiving it like I was writing them a note mm-hmm. and they got the note and I started being able to build my practice around like these clients that I really understood mm-hmm. as opposed to like some other thing that i didn't know much about or have as much interest in. I love that. Like they got the note. Yeah. Um, sometimes we talk about it like a love letter. Like yeah. they got your, you know, it's like, like what did that look like? Like they got this like beautiful message of hope and connection. And like, I see you, I can help if you need it, if you're ready, if I'm the person. And they're like, yeah, like, I think you're my person. Like, let's get yeah. on the phone. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah, and it changed, too. Like, um, obviously, you guys work with us around pricing. And before that, I would, like, bend over backwards to make sure that the client could afford it. And in this way, when I started, I also, so I did the website, I'd get the calls, and then I had a boundary around, like, this is my fee. Yeah. And people were still interested because they felt so seen by me that they were willing to, like, move their budget around to make sure that they had the right clinician. So it just, mm-hmm. it changed everything. Yeah, versus, I think that's what happens with a lot of websites where you're just, being found and it's just a general or even on a on a psychology today I think a lot of people think of their psychology today posting of like oh I have I have a website like I have a web presence like I'm on psychology today and they put it as general as possible to reach as many people as possible and then they just get people who are calling and saying well do you take my insurance what about this and well you know could you do it like you know what are you budgeting and they're like $35 a session you're like okay that's nothing and you're like yeah. And then you do the math and you're like, oh, wait, I, this isn't working. Like $35, right. you know, I, it just doesn't work um, as, as business owners. I think that place of, I think it's such a funny thing because a website seems like something that you can, that you can just outsource to another person that like either you're DIYing because you're trying to save money or you're outsourcing and you'll have some like perfect expert make you a really beautiful website and that will make all the difference in the world. But I think whether you do it yourself or whether you do pay someone there, there's a really personal experience that happens Mm -hmm. and you being able to understand 
what you do and who you want to work with and and you to be able to communicate that in your words and in your vision like it has to be you on the page like it has to be you on the page like if somebody else is writing your content they need to understand not how to write good content they need to understand you as a person and they need to be able to basically like step into your body and into your mind and into your experience and like write something that you're like oh I say that all the time. Right. That's exactly how I would say that. Like, that's me on the page. How did they do that? Right. Versus just, oh, that's really cool. I, I've never, I, I wish I would say things like that. That looks amazing. Like, it really does need to be. Yeah. This connection place. Yeah. Because the therapy field is not like, we're not selling like hand cream. <laughs> you know, like, it has to like you, they're out there like clients are out there looking for somebody who really gets them and if there's somebody else writing my content it doesn't translate the same. I mean, mm-hmm. I could, I'm sure with like a really um good writer who understands like how to get in a therapist's head and the specific niche and stuff, but mm-hmm. um I think the website itself is like honestly it's the most important part of the business. It's like it's a representation of like everything that is the business. I think that's the, I think that that's such a great thing. It's and it's a representation of everything that is the business and who is the business right it really is the people like it really is you yeah and I and I think that is one of the reasons why it is so hard is because a lot of us are not taught to know ourselves right you know we're taught to follow this you know initially I'm taught to follow this procedure let me get this treatment planner out Mm -hmm. let me do medical necessity let me figure out how to like communicate all of this and accommodate, um, like, instead of being like, this is what I do, it's like, what do you need me to do? And then, like, you lose, I, I've lost myself as a therapist trying to accommodate somebody's need when that's not doing them a service. No, I, I remember that was my biggest mistake when I started seeing couples, um, was coming in and kind of doing it in this client-centered way that I've done individuals. And I didn't realize like I was providing no grounding or safety for these couples, right? I was just letting them kind of come in and replicate the same dynamic in my office or at the very least do nothing, right? Because I'm just kind of talking it through. And it wasn't that I was trying to be a bad therapist. And I very quickly realized I needed to get training and I needed to get um, get a lot more um specific about that but it was a whole different thing when I started giving people like this is how I do couples therapy this is what this looks like are you in or are you out and you know and if it doesn't work that's okay let me find somebody who does work but like here's how it's going to work and it actually allowed people to kind of settle in um to that experience and and it wasn't you know coming from such a client-centered background you know I was always worried worried about imposing right? Imposing my sense of how things should be on the clients. And I like to trust myself that I know I'm not going to impose, but I I do need to teach and I need to provide some grounding, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's such a beautiful thing. So tell me about, um, as you started moving into this group practice, right? 17 clinicians, what were some of the lessons you learned as you started to add those people into your website and expand in that way? Um, well, the beginning of it, 
it was, it was, it was just me and one other person. And so I could like pretty easily duplicate like what I did for me and my page and just make her a page. Mm-hmm. And, but it was also like, she was getting my overflow. So she was treating like clients that I couldn't like, um, I didn't have time for. Yeah. Um, but then I started to realize like, she really needed like her own, she has her own niche and it's different than mine. And so Mm -hmm. I started trying to like replicate the ATP, but it's harder to get in someone else's head. And like, I, I don't think, I mean, I couldn't really teach her how to do an ATP at that point. Cause Mm -hmm. like, I didn't understand it well enough to be able to like teach her to do it. So I was like trying to get in her head, which I could do. And I did that. And then uh, the next one came and like, I I did a really good job with hers. Like her head was easier to get into for me. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but then like, here I was like with multiple people. And then I'm like, well, what is the welcome page supposed to look like? Cause it was still me. It was still my welcome page with just Mm -hmm. these two other like people added into like another page. And then I think it wasn't too long after that, that I, um, I went back and got coaching with Kelly and we started refining like what the group practice was to look like, like as a website. And so that was really helpful to have it because I didn't want to get general. I wanted to stay specific, but now we had like multiple people that we had to represent. And so it, um, that helped me like have more clarity of vision around like, I didn't purposely build like a trauma practice, but I know that that's the type of work that I'm drawn to. And the people that I attract are also drawn to it. So we were able to couch the whole thing in like, we're a team of specialists Mm -hmm. and we, we provide trauma care. And then here's the niches under that umbrella that we each bring to the table individually. Yeah. I think that that's so huge is to understand that group practice vision And I think when you understand who you are as a group practice, it also means when you're hiring, there be times where it's like, oh, there's great clinician comes. You're like, oh, this person is awesome. Then you realize like, oh, like that actually doesn't like fit at all under what we're doing. Like it would be such a departure and like, oh, that would work better over at this practice or they would be better off on their own and not because they're bad clinician. But it just doesn't make a lot of sense versus like, oh, no, even if this person who's coming in with this specialty in um, LGBTQIA, you know, plus stuff, if that person left, I would want another person who could really dig into that particular subspecialty. If, if this person who left who's doing teenage disorders went like, oh, no, I'd want to be able to do it or sexual abuse or whatever the dynamics are. Like, I would want to make sure that we always have this specialty covered, like this is important versus just letting your practice kind of expand to, oh, wh- whoever's a good therapist can come, come here. And then they leave and you're like, well, what do I do with all of these clients that I've attracted right. that don't work for my practice anymore? And now I'm feeling kind of awkward because I'm just, I worked really hard. This person left and now I'm just referring back over to them. And I've created something where I'm feeling like um, resentful because I spent maybe I, I spent six months working really hard, getting the content perfectly, doing the SEO, doing all these things, only to have this person leave at six months with a full practice and then realizing I'm still feeding them clients for the rest of time. 
you know, or whatever the dynamic is. It's like, yeah. Or even in some cases, we've had group practice owners where the person's like, oh, thank you. And they literally just copy the content that you spent hours and hours writing. And then they open up their own thing, you know, and take that with them. They're like, oh, that's me. Yeah. And you're like, it's, it's actually like, I, I did this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it can get a little, um, get a little tricky. Yeah. It can. I mean, for sure. Like, you know, like it's kind of website, but it's also not kind of website. Like, obviously I've been, uh, like shifting the practice over from independent contractors to employees. We're now all employees. And that's the thing that kind of protects against, you know, some of that. You know, it just came to me actually, and I've never thought about this. I think it's that idea of, um, when you're thinking about building a group practice website, it, think about it as if you are building a home um, and you have this space where everybody is kind of coming together and then you have these rooms. Right. But when somebody leaves, they don't take the whole room with them, right? right? That room stays and you might adjust that room for the next person who comes in, but that room is, is there and it's part of this home. And as you expand, you want to make sure that this still feels like it makes sense in the home. It doesn't feel like it's just, have you ever seen a house like that? Where like, yeah. you're like, oh, there's this beautiful 1920s house. Like it's just gorgeous craftsmen. And then you're like, did they just make a castle spire like off the back end? And then like, did they just put like a drive through McDonald's on this other side? You're like, what is happening to this yeah. house? Like what is going yeah. on? Yeah, um, sure. And like, and, and again, like maybe there's room for things to shift, but there's certain things where you're like this, you know, this just doesn't go. Right. And also realizing that you're putting a lot of energy into remodeling that space into all of the building materials. <clears throat> That's part of your, your investment in that home. The person doesn't take the bricks with them, you know, who's renting in that space, you know, yeah. they get to move on and maybe they learn something from there. That's great, but it's not their bricks. It's not their mortar. It's not their carpeting. You know, it's yeah. not their laminate flooring that they just pull up. You know, from the from the things like it's yours. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean that's been another part of the learning curve for me is, um, like I always have to go back to like it took four months for my website to catch up with my clients calling to, mm -hmm. to make appointments. So as long as I stuck within like the certain areas of the niche, mm -hmm. it was easy enough to like, my first hire was Megan Spear, who is, who does a lot of LGBT work. Well, I had already put in SEO juice for LGBT. So it was easy to fill her up. And then Nicole was the second one and she was pretty easy because she was doing grief and trauma work and, and complex trauma. And like, I had already was getting clients like that. Right. Yeah. But then like, for example, when Allie came, Allie is a child specialist and it was during mm -hmm. COVID too. Oh. So like double whammy. And it really took a good, like four to six months for her. Like I had to like very purposefully, like bang out a bunch of SEOs and blogs and the, like multiple pages for her to and like reach out like networking wise and like let people know we're treating children now yeah and like what that looks like it was like having like a whole new business yeah 
you know, to get that really going and it's going, but I, yeah. I have to keep that in mind when, if I'm going to hire somebody or if somebody's caseload is dwindling and like, I'm trying to, um, you know, get the phones ringing again for that particular niche, it has to be really purposeful. Like you, you taught me that, you know, like, yeah. like you have to know which buttons and levers to pull to be able to get those people interested in working with this, this particular specialty. So it is yeah. a lot of work and you can't do multiple like at one time or it takes like extra long. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the piece too. Is like a lot of times people do feel like, oh, I can just do all the things and we all have finite energy. We only have so much, <clears throat> so much space. And even when you think about somebody's brain and energy, when you go to a networking event and somebody says, oh, I work with everybody. I work with children and seniors and teens and eating disorders and this and that and that, that, that. At a certain point, your brain just goes, I don't know what to put, put you. Mm -hmm. Like the more specific you are with somebody, the more they can take, in, take it in and put it in that scenario. And over time, people can expand where you go in their brain. They can get to know you and know like, oh, this person does this and that. Or, oh, they introduced me to this person at their practice who also does this. Like, oh, that's really awesome that they expanded in that way. But if you just, I was listening to someone yesterday, it popped up on an Instagram reel. And this one was like, oh my gosh, and I'm a, and she went through probably 11 different types of businesses she was running. And after the first three, like my brain just went, what? <laughs> I was just like, I just don't even know. Like, I have no idea. And I didn't remember the first three. I didn't remember the last eight. Like, I just was like, I don't know what you do, like, yeah. at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's too much information. Yeah. And I think this, I think the other part, too, for the, going back to, like, the specifics of the website, you talked about the SEO juice, right? Mm -hmm. That idea of, like, how do we let Google know what we're doing and do it in a way that's, like, how do I move that as quickly as possible? It's really hard to, you know, get to the first page of Google for six different, you know, high value keywords, like in the same six weeks, mm -hmm. you know, it's much easier to focus in and let people know, hey, here's what I'm about, and get that to the first page of Google, and then move to another one and get to the first page of Google. And then over time, you can kind of watch them and give them a little bit more energy as you need if you see them start to fall. But if you try to do everything all at once, then you're like, oh, well, they're all moved. They're all, they all went from the sixth page to the fifth page. You're like, cool. But like, you're not getting any calls if you're on the fifth page. Like they're all going from the fifth to the fourth page. Cool. But you're still not getting any calls. Like the faster you can get one to, to page one, right? right? Mm -hmm. um, the more, the quicker you're going to have the phone ringing and be happier and healthier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. So what would be your biggest piece of advice to um I feel like just as a as now looking back right to someone who is starting group practice anew there's lots of people that are expanding into group practice right now lots of them who don't know what they're doing but um people who are starting their group practice website for the first time what would be your biggest piece of advice uh, um watch your videos and <laughs> follow along. Don't try to get like too creative. Just like get the bear because that's the thing for me is like I followed along and I made the the website and I thought I was done. But like it's it's a living document. Just know that. So like you got to get it started 
And then um, the blog challenge thing, that was really helpful for me. Mm. I signed up for somebody you guys had talked about who like gave you a prompt or like held you accountable on Facebook or something. And so every morning I was sitting there like banging out a new blog every day for 30 days. I did blogs Mm -hmm. and they were terrible. Like they had zero value. (laughs) They were embarrassing. You can find them at the beginning of my website. They're like awful, but, (laughs) but it didn't matter because they had a bunch of like words that people were looking for and it got people in the website. Um, They have, uh, let's, let's, they probably, they were not the way that your blogs are today, right? right? They were a first iteration of you finding your voice, right? Yeah. And like a cat, a cat with a hat for Christmas or like good <laughs> <laughs> vibes, like memes. <laughs> you know? That's okay. Like, I think we all have to start somewhere. And I think also we, like, we have such high expectations for ourselves of like, we have to do something that's like really amazing. And that's where clients will feel connected. Like I remember somebody calling about a blog I'd written where I was talking about cleaning out my purse and I'm literally <laughs> talking about finding trash where it's like, Oh my gosh, there's like a pastry wrapper from yeah. two months ago in my purse, which is like embarrassing that I was like putting that on my therapy website. And the client was like, Oh, that, that did it. Like I just knew like you were the person for me. Right. Yeah. Like I'm literally talking about like I'm but I, it was I thought it was, you know in, in yeah. many ways it was like oh my gosh like my purse was 20 pounds lighter like are you carrying trash around with you like I can help you <laughs> yeah it was great but like it was also like kind of funny like I'm literally you know especially back then too the idea of self-disclosing talking about your purse like talking about yeah. your trash like yeah. whatever <laughs> but I think that's the the piece is you know I I could definitely look back on my writing back then and go oh that was not you know oh I get I didn't even give sometimes good advice initially like I didn't talk with people about the business aspect of money or about the emotional aspects like for years into the process like I was just like here are the here are the things that you need to do. Here are your steps. Do these steps. And not realizing like, well, why aren't people doing the steps? Right. You know? And now I know like, okay, slow down. Let's talk about the emotional aspects. Let's right. talk about like what your real fears are. Like for most of us, our real fears are not a client seeing our website and being like, mm, not for me. Our real fear is another clinician, uh, a, 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 like a colleague seeing our website being like, that's about therapist. Oh, yeah. That's our like deep fear is like being judged by our colleagues. Yeah, for sure. Like that's the, and so then we write to our colleagues and our clients are like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I have no idea what a solution based, you know, you know, whatever yeah, approach is using feels- with training in, you know, DBT and, you know, CBT with a smattering of, you know, EFT and, <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's, not helpful. It's not helpful at all. So, oh my God. Well, thank you today for coming in and sharing some of your, your journey of this website. And, you know, for those of you who, who are, I know Tiffany's so lovely of saying like, oh, just do, do business school. Business school's not right for everyone, but, but know that if you're not sure how to, how to do this, there, there is help and support. But ultimately, all that we're doing in business school is 
really helping you tap into who you are as a therapist and finding your own inner voice. And that's not something you can, you know, usually outsource to another person. It's a hard, it's a harder skill to learn. And it's hard if you haven't taken the time to kind of like get deep within yourself to be able to even answer those questions for somebody else, you know? Yeah. And I think that that is the magic of what we do is helping people really get to know themselves in a deep way. But that's, that's the piece. If you're feeling like, I have this website, it's not doing anything, I don't understand why. There's probably an intersection between, are you really showing up on the page in a way and in words and languaging that your ideal clients can really hear? And have you, have you learned enough of the technical pieces of the SEO juice of the other pieces to understand so that Google can connect you with the right people, right? Because you can have amazing languaging, but if it's not on the first page of Google, that's not going to help. And you can also be on the first page of Google, but if you don't have great languaging, that's not going to help. There's an intersection between your heart showing up on the page and also figuring out some of the logistics of that. So absolutely. Oh, all right. Well, until next time, y'all, you can go and check us out at zinnyme.com forward slash free. We have amazing free resources for you to access anytime, 24-7. Start there. That's the place. Of course, you can check out and get on the waiting list for our business school for therapists if you want all the step-by-step nitty-gritty support like we gave Tiffany and other people. But start with the free stuff, y'all. Um, just remember, we have people right now who desperately need you in particular. Um, and there is nobody else who does things the way that you do them. You're really needed. And we, we need you out there. We need you taken care of. We don't need you overworked or burnt out. You can create a business that really meets the needs of clients and also takes care of you so you can keep doing this amazing work. Until next time, y'all. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable profitable solo or group practice, head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.